I am so sorry. Welcome back to another episode of I Pay Your Pardon. Um, uh, man, I suck at this, you guys. I just, I've lost my mojo, honest to God. I think being stuck in my apartment and um, the crazy, crazy month that I've had past couple months has just really thrown me for a loop. I lose track of time. It seems like one bad thing after another is happening. So I've just completely fell off of my rocker and I'm just like leaving you guys in the dark and it's completely me. It's not you guys. Like I love this, but I wanted to go, um, do kind of a different podcast today. Um, I kind of wanted to talk about not a controversial subject, but it's out there. It's known now that, um, you know, things have gone public. I feel like I can talk a little bit about this and why I started my podcast and just like share my opinions on some things with you guys. I had, um, Dirty Dan on last week and it was interesting to get a guy's perspective. I've been on a couple of his, uh, podcasts now and that's been really interesting, but I don't, I have to say that like, to me, I don't 100% agree with, um, a dude's perspective on this. And I just don't think I'll be having guys on anymore. Like maybe one day I'll have my boyfriend on, but to me, this podcast is, Um, Yeah, to get the perspective of other people, but like men have their own viewpoint on things and mine is just to really uplift and bring to light a woman's perspective on sex, sexuality, and like exploration. And so it's just going to be me and some of my guests and um, I had done a couple of recordings with some other guests to do an episode, but um, unfortunately it just kind of felt like It wasn't the right time to put those all together. I just wasn't in the right mental space for it. And a couple of them flaked out. So I was just like, you know what? Take a break. But I did want to touch base um, on why I started my podcast and just like um, some things that I've noticed based on another podcast that's out there that's drastically different than mine, but also similar on certain aspects. And now that things are going crazy with them, I kind of feel like maybe I'm going to give my viewpoint on them. So I started listening to podcasts when I got my job working for my company that I'm currently furloughed from, um, mostly to kill time on the train in the morning. It was a good way to sit there um, and just not have to socialize with people on the train because I didn't want to socialize with half those people. I didn't – like people always get on those trains and they're like – find their niche, their little group, and I just was like, yeah, I'm not interested on that. I'm literally going to my job. I'm going to (laughs) – get off this train, go there, get on the train, go home and do my thing. Like I don't need to make friends on these trains. I've met a couple nice people, but I just, you know, I needed something to disconnect me from all that chaos. So I started listening to podcasts at the time. I was a really big follower of the podcast, um, hosted by Barstool Sports called Call Her Daddy. For those of you who haven't heard it, um, it's like two girls in New York City and <clears throat> they kind of just like really went out there at the beginning, I felt, and were like a positive outlet for women's sexuality and like, you know, not slut shaming people. Um, they had like great sex tips. They had funny sex stories. They did things where they would answer questions. Uh, it was quirky. It was funny. And then they hit an episode to me. Um, which is when I stopped listening to them because I could no longer support their way of communicating to a female demographic. And they basically said like, 
when you go to college, you may have been a 10 in your town, but you're no longer a 10 when you get there. And they really spun it around to be like slut shaming a very, very, very huge portion of their group. Like they were slut shaming the college people that listen to their podcast. And um, I went to a university, I went to University of Idaho and um, I was, you know, kind of involved in the Greek life out there. And so I understand some of what they were saying, but these girls, like, they were just so disconnected. I felt like they didn't really have any way to be talking that way about women that are in college. And, um, you know, a lot of, as I started listening more and more after that, like two bits and pieces, I just realized that these girls encourage you to be a slut. And then in the next episode, they're going to shame you for being a slut. And I really couldn't get behind it because, and I'm sure I'm going to get some like serious clap back for this, but like these two fucking bimbos are just that they are bimbos. They're smart, but they shouldn't be talking about half the shit they talk about because I swear to God, like they make themselves sound like their body count is huge, but I feel like it's just not as big as they were broadcasting it to be. They were doing it for the followings and for the listeners. And that's just to me, um, it's not cute. (laughs) It's kind of gross. So I stopped listening to them. Um, I kept them on my podcast reel just to like see what they would come out with, listen in every now and then, but I just couldn't get behind some of what they were promoting. Again, you know, they broadcast, you know, oh yeah, sending the nudes and like um, how to give him good head. And like, they also strongly advocated for, for cheating and like uh, being unloyal in relationships. And for me, in all the, in a lot of my relationships, to be honest, I did open relationships at some point in them just because monogamy is really hard to come to. It's difficult these day and ages. I mean, you've got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and then you have all these like lines of dating apps out there. So I feel like it makes dating in this day and age really difficult because there's so much room for dishonesty and, um, you know, opening the door to cheating. So why let that door be open? And once you feel like a relationship is hitting like a plateau or a dull point, why not explore the idea of an open relationship? Like, Hey, I'm not going to go out and be with this person in this way. But to me, you know, that's my only, that's my point of view on it. So no, not everyone's going to agree, but I just didn't see a point in, you know, losing your companionship with someone, if you really get along with them and you're vibing and things seem like they're going in a good direction, like you guys should feel free that if you're out with your girls and like you meet someone, like making out with them is okay. And like going to dinner with someone else is okay. As long as your partner's aware of it, you know, it's an open relationship. It's an open door. And sometimes to me, I feel like it has led me to be in a relationship and, do that and it kind of leads to the teeter off of the relationship because then I, you know, just see what else is out there and I'm like, oh, <laughs> there's better options. I shouldn't be in this one. But that's just me. That's my viewpoint on it. Now I'm in a strictly monogamous relationship, um, like with my boyfriend, and it's really working for me. So I'm going to stick with that road. He's uncomfortable with, uh, 
you know, that idea. So I'm going to respect that. And I respect him as a person. So I made the decision not to be in an open relationship. But these girls just advocate cheating. They they really do. They And it's perfectly fine to say their names. You know, Sophia and Alex, like, vocalize their agreement with cheating. And I mean... <sighs> I just don't like that because cheating is kind of a dishonest way of being in a relationship. Like if you're cheating on them, why be with them? Being in an open relationship is completely different than cheating. So I lost respect for them there. And then I lost respect when they started to do more slut shaming and body shaming too, like weight shaming. I was like, absolutely not. Like that's, I can't even fuck with that. That's disgusting. Um, that brings no positivity to the table for anybody. And, uh, I just couldn't. I mean, they dropped an episode back in April that was like OnlyFans equal whores. And I was like, man, you guys must be so fucking privileged that at no point in your life did you, you know, like have to go to the levels of selling your body and what you're good at. Like OnlyFans isn't only for like buttholes and pussy. It's for foot, like foot pictures. It's for, you know, different things things. It's an, it's an outlet out there for people to sell and brand themselves kind of like a stripper, but to their own accord. It's not all titties and ass. It's, you know, pictures of girls in like little, little degliches and like sexy pictures. So I just felt like, wow, you guys must be so fucking privileged, like good for you. But just know that like, yeah, you make a lot of money about talking about sex, but uh, also... (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you guys don't get all that much fucking sex with the way that you guys treat dudes and the way that dudes fucking treat you. And also, uh, you guys shouldn't be giving out relationship advice at all because neither of you seem to be able to hold one down for that long. And I don't sit there and give out like relationship advice because I'm not the best person to give relationship advice. But like, I'm not going to give someone advice that I myself can't follow. (laughs) So I couldn't follow those girls. But I listened to them for a while, um, and I just don't support them. And now that I hear that basically their podcast is going under, a little bit of me is just like, finally, like these two bitches out there who are constantly contradicting themselves are going down. And then Barstool Sports released their um, opinion of what all happened with them, which if people haven't been following, they basically... Um, stopped recording for a while right around when corona happened. They wouldn't tell anyone why. And uh, the president of Barstool Barstool Sports came on today and he kind of just like dropped the bomb about what really has been going on. And honestly, like, good. Good. I really liked some of the episodes from Call Her Daddy and I was a huge supporter for a while. And then they just started contradicting themselves really slut shaming, body shaming, giving horrible relationship advice. And then they had whatever the dude was that's on there, um, MILF Hunter or whatever, come on and talk. And it just, and I didn't, <laughs> everything that he said just seemed so immature. Like not one single bit of it seemed like something that you should follow as a woman or really listen to, to try and build yourself up as a person or as a woman or to be taken seriously. Like it just kind of, I didn't agree with any of it. And I just laughed at them. And so I kind of laugh at their demise now because I'm like, finally, these fucking, you know, call her daddy bitches are going down and out of the way because they're trash. 
They're straight up trash. But I did get a fuel point for my podcast, kind of from theirs, because they openly speak about sexuality. But like I said, they did it in kind of a tasteless way. So um, that's what started me on my podcast was that I've just been a person who consistently has been very openly sexual, very open about my sexuality. Um, I mean, it's no joke when I say my family is never surprised by what comes out of my mouth because I just speak what's on my mind. And that's how I am with everyone. I'm really blunt. I'm really honest. I'm really there and present. And I'm just like, if I don't agree with what you're saying, I'm going to fucking let you know. But if I have something funny to, you know, contribute, I'm going to do it. And it shouldn't be taken as like, tacky. It shouldn't be like, oh my God, Martin Marina, just really fucking say that. And it's just part of who I am. I mean, I thought it was funny. Um, my aunt posted something on her Facebook the other day about how like the FBI has now got the rights to like search your web browser history um, without a warrant. And I was like, man, I live such a fucking vanilla life that like all these people are going to fucking see is that I watch a shit ton of porn and I YouTube a fuck ton of videos of dogs. So like, wow. And that's what I put on there and people were laughing at it, but no one was like, oh my God, I can't believe she fucking said that. And it's like, no. And if someone did, I'd be like, you watch porn too, bitch. You probably fucking masturbate. Your husband jerks off. He's got kinky toys in the bedroom. I'm just out here saying that like, yeah, I do it just like you do. I'm being more vocal about it. So that's why I started this podcast um, was to just be vocal, be myself, broadcast my opinions, and then bring on people to get their stories and their opinions about things too, whether it's controversial subjects or, you know, it's, hey, what's your opinion on a fucking three-way? I just want to know where I am on the spectrum with other people because sometimes I feel like my taste in things is super out there and then someone else who lives a more vanilla life than me will sit there and say that they are into the same thing and I'm like damn I ain't that weird now so that's kind of like you know the base point for this but I think it's funny. I listened to some of the other sex podcasts, um, like the Pornhub one, and I'm a really big supporter of that one because I feel like um, the girl who runs it, and I'll search this while I talk so I can give you their information. The girl who runs it, I mean, she does a really good job at like bringing out um, like porn stars point of view to really break down the stigma that like they're doing a job. They're doing work. Yes, it's sex, which is a considered taboo, but like this is the side of it that people, you know, should hear. And it's porn stars giving, you know, hey, I, you know, I may be doing this on screen, but I have a family at home. I have children and we have, you know, a house and I have a husband and my husband's not jealous because what I'm doing is work. So they really break down that, that barrier. Um, oh, and the podcast is called the Pornhub podcast by Asa Alira. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but, um, I really liked hers. I listened to a couple of hers and it kind of, again, made me realize that like, just like strippers, porn stars are people too. And they're just out there broadcasting their body. They're advertising their body. They've made money off of what they were gifted. And what they were gifted was a banging fucking set of tits, a nice ass and a good pussy. So like, do it. Broadcast it. Be proud of what you've got. 
Um, not everyone is out there, you know, meant to pump gas, take garbage, be lawyers, be doctors. Sometimes you have different routes and there's just no shame behind it. There should be no shame behind it. We're all out here trying to make money. We're all doing the same thing, trying to keep a roof over our fucking heads. So why, why slam people? So I really like listening to these other podcasts that are about sex. And like, I listened to one of the play, the old Playboy Bunnies podcast and she talks about like her time in the Playboy Mansion and how, um, you know, she felt super judged by the media and by her family and by her, you know, how, how people perceived her as like just a, a dumb blonde, but now she's out there in like Vegas, you know, hosting shows. It, it's, um, Holly Madison. She's out there, you know, making millions post Hugh Hefner. Like, yeah, he helped get her to fame, but like, girl, if someone can help you do that, it's totally fine. There should be no shame behind it. So that's why I built my podcast. That's why I come on here and talk about the things that I talk about is because I like to give another perspective to those subjects. I like to stir the pot a little bit and get those controversial topics out there and just see what other people's opinions are. And honestly, right now, I haven't gotten any negative feedback. I have gotten nothing but positive feedback. Um, I've gotten, you know, just so much praise from people. My listening views go up and up and up. And it just amazes me how many people out there actually want to listen and talk about sex and, you know, from a girl's point of view and hear, hear, story, hear funny stories. And I'm chocked full of them. I mean, I've had a very sexually adventurous life. I don't hide it. I'm completely open about it. So... Why not share them with other people that are going to find them to be comical? And this is also something that, like, if I ever had a daughter, I would be more than happy for her to listen to when she's the right age. Got to be that right age. Because it's, you know, I don't want any of my kids, I don't want my sisters to ever feel like they should be afraid of their sex life. I don't think that they should ever be afraid of their sexual identity or, you know, what gets them off. I just don't think that that's right. Every person has a right to their own self-expression through their body. And so I really like to encourage that in people. But we'll twist this back real quick to um, the call her daddy. I really just can't stress enough, like, these girls, (laughs) they're mooches, first of all. They fucking tried to go after, you know, barstool sports and make a pretty penny off of them as they fucking, you know, as they should have been doing when they signed a contract. But like these girls are trying to weasel their way out of a contract that they signed in and now threatening to sue because things aren't going their way. Like wah, 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 you whiny little bitch, finish up your fucking contract and get out, move on to the next thing. But in the meantime, you know, they post some fucking shitty, shitty, Seeking arrangements, our stories, OnlyFans equals whores. Like, they just post some, you know, dear side hoe. They really are just out there not having a consistent plot. And they're not following up on what they had said in previous shows. Like, one of them, they're like, oh, yeah. Like, don't be mad at the girl. Be mad at the guy when the cheating happens or, you know, when he goes and does this, but then they have an episode called Dear Sideho. How are you going to tell us not to be mad at the girl and to be mad at the guy because he's the one that's guilty, but then you're going to go and call that girl a fucking hoe? 
Like you have to have consistency. You have to go from A to C. You can't fucking do, oh, you do A, B, and C, and then, oop, you do A, G, and C. Like it just doesn't work. It makes you seem like hypocrites. And to me, it makes them seem like they are super privileged, um, snobby, inexperienced little bimbos that think that they've made it in New York and now everything's coming down to a crumble. And it's sad because I really did advocate them for so long. I was like, oh my God, if you guys want to listen to kind of an empowering woman, woman podcast, try call her daddy. They really are about you being, you know, the macho in the relationship and being the upper hand and being the fucking woman and sticking it to the man. And then they sit there and they drag down those women that are doing that. And they, you know, are just kind of cruel in a way about the way that they um, respond to some of their, their questions that they get. Like, yeah, if you get a stupid question, maybe call that person out. But you don't have to be like a complete raging fucking cunt and broadcast it. It just seems silly to me. It it really did. So I'm happy that they're going down. I'm happy that, you know, their little world is starting to crumble. Barstool Sports could do so much better because I listened to a lot of their other podcasts. And I mean, as great as it was for them to be found and have that moment, Barstool Sports should be lucky to be getting rid of them because I think they're they're garbage. They're not influential. They're not supportive and they are not building up women by showing them how to, you know, self-love. If anything, they're just dragging girls down and they're just, they make me so irritated. But that's why I started this podcast. Um, I really just wanted to freely express my love for sex. So we'll go into some of my like quarantine sex moments here. I want to give people like... Um, some just ideas. I know that states are starting to reopen and that things are starting to kind of go back to a quote unquote normal, which I don't think we'll ever fully fucking get there, but that's just me. Um, but I mean, there's still ways for you to spice it up. I know it's hard, um, especially for those who like didn't get to see their other person. I'm sure the divorce rate is about to go fucking through the roof after this. Cause all those poor married people were stuck together at each other's throats. But like my tips and my advice right now for how to keep things kind of interesting, how to re-spark that spark is, um, you know, planning date night. My boyfriend and I do date night uh, every Friday where we either make a really good dinner or he buys a really good dinner. I make the dinners. He buys them. Um, And we just, you know, wear a nice dress, wear nice outfits. I wore lingerie under one of mine um, a couple weeks ago in this cute little dress that, like, was super wraparound and tie-ish. And, like, I'm not even kidding you. We didn't even get to dinner before he was flipping me over the couch to have at it because it was so sexy. Because it was so, um, you know, it was just that that spark. It kept that that flame there. It kept that, like, oh, my God, you really – you know, and that's what he said. He was like, wow, you're really pretty. So you got to do those things. Um that make it sexy. And also, I mean, I can't even begin to um, express the art of sexting. I think sexting right now should be blowing up because, you know, your man's out there, if he's an essential worker, like my boyfriend, he's out there busting his ass while I'm sitting at home playing video games, hanging out with the dogs, cleaning the apartment, being a little lazy bum 
And, uh, you know, it's nice to just be like, Ooh, wow. I took a nap. And in my nap, I had a total dream about your dick in my mouth and me just suffocating on it. And like that got him aroused. That was like the key point to like, man, when he saw me on Friday, he was like, yeah, I'm going to stick my dick in your mouth and make you suffocate on it. And I was like, well, let's fucking do it, you know? And it's a good way to just like keep things frisky, not make it all about sex because I try to do an appreciation text once a week too to him. Like I, you know, I think you're an amazing person. You work extremely hard. You've come a really long way and you're a really good companion. And so I try to give him those, you know, praises once a week too, to just remind him that like, I see him for more than just his dick. And he does that too in different ways. I know that girls get mad that like their boyfriend's not out there saying the sweet sugary things that we say back to them. But notice the little things that your boyfriend does, you know, letting you fall asleep on his chest, kissing you goodnight, sending you sweet dream text messages. Like those are the little things that you're going to get from your man that are basically the equivalent of our mushy gushy shit that we're doing. And so don't, take that for granted and don't get upset with him like, oh, you never return the favor on X, Y, and Z. Like, no, he does. It's just a different way because guys don't think in woman talk. They think in completely different ways. And so, you know, you have to find appreciation in those things that they're doing and don't get on them about stupid shit. Like, I don't agree with what Dan said in the last episode. Um, about some of like the the way that guys communicate type thing, but like, or like cleaning the house and stuff like that. But I mean, if you see your man is doing something super extra, compliment him on it. He's going to compliment you back in a completely different way. And he's going to make you feel that like flutter in your stomach still. And also pay attention to those red flags, ladies. <laughs> if he's not doing anything back in return and you're just feeling that fire, run away. But like if he is actually going in and giving you appreciation back, you need to be aware of that and acknowledge it and don't use it in like an argument later on. You need to definitely sit there and be like, you know, he's frustrating me right now, but of all the things, like this is all the positive that he's brought out of, you know, my one thing that's frustrating me. So sexting should be really big right now. Um, Hyping your man up. He's going to hype you up too. I send a picture to my boyfriend of me looking like shit on my balcony just to show that it's sunny. And he's like, ooh, cutie. And I'm like, well, now you're getting a kiss later. So, you know, you just got to be mindful of those things that your boyfriend's doing because that's his way of hyping you up as well. It's calling you cute, calling you beautiful, um, bringing you flowers, buying the food you like, buying the alcohol that you like, buying the weed that you like, buying you things. That's their way of hyping you up is they're, they're spoiling their girl. So pay attention to those. Be super mindful of it as well. Another way to keep things kind of like um, going and keep those juices flowing is like, and maybe this is just me. So story time. I was at my boyfriend's house. I think it was last weekend. And we were um, hanging out. We were laying in his bed. We were having a really good time. I forget what exactly led up to it, but he got horny. Oh no, it's me. I gave spontaneous head. So I gave him spontaneous head. And then he was like, Oop, nope, we're doing this. And he flipped me over, pulled down my panties, went to town and we were doing, you know, the regular, um, kind of basic shit, hitting it from the back. And 
I don't know what happened. Honestly, I think he just, he hit that spot in the right way. And my, my inner porn star came out and I was like, Ooh, yeah, daddy, fuck that ass. And he got into it. Like he got, he was like, okay, like something switched. And he was like, "Mm mm-hmm, gonna do that. And he did. And I had a great orgasm. He had a great orgasm. Um, The post-sex snuggles were amazing. And then he goes, yeah, uh, your inner porn star came out. You said, fuck that ass. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know. (laughs) And I just laughed because I was like, did you really just say my inner porn star? Like, you're the one that put that. Okay. Respect, dude. But, um, yeah, it was great sex. We've been having really great sex when we have it. And uh, it was fun to whip that out, too, because, like, I couldn't see the enjoyment on his face. But I could feel the enjoyment that he suddenly got when I flipped that, like, dirty talk in there. And at one point, like, we were doing some dirty, dirty um, stuff and I was super, I mean, I like it rough. I think he gets a little scared about the roughness because he doesn't want to hurt me, but I'm like, no, no, no. I want you to choke me, smack my ass super hard, pull my fucking hair until you feel like you're going to snap my neck. Like that's how I like it. And he had smacked my ass at one point so hard that the next day I literally had, um, big ass handprint bruises on my ass. Like I was laughing and he's like, Oh my God. Yeah. We're not doing that again. And I was like, no, no, no. Trust we are boy. Like that's exactly how I like it. Not all the time, but occasionally like, boy, you're bringing out the porn star in me. So like, keep it up. And it's a great way to enhance your sex as well. I also have to say, um, roadhead is a really good way right now to kind of like keep things going because everything's shut down. So I don't know about everywhere else, but in Washington, they're like, oh yeah, um, you should do these scenic drives that you can do that are like half hour long that you're going to get really good views out of. You're going to be able to just cruise, get out of your apartment, roll the windows down, let the breeze go through your hair. And, uh, I really was like, okay, cool. We're doing that. I'm gonna fucking suck your dick while you're driving. And to my, you know, surprise, it was like the first time he ever had that happen to him. Like he'd never gotten roadhead before. And I was like, are you fucking serious? Like, well, okay, boy, let me be your first. I thought that was funny. I was like, wow, I just took your roadhead virginity. How cute. (laughs) But roadhead is a good way to still keep your relationship going, keeping it spicy, keeping it interesting. I'm not super saying do public sex, but also like if you can get away with it, fucking get away with it. Just make sure there's no hobos creeping in the bushes. So be careful where you are in Washington. Um. Let's see what else is there that you could do right now. Um, Oh, boudoir shoots. I know that a lot of people right now, like especially photographers, are um, in need of money. So if you can hire someone to do like boudoir photo shoots for you, by all means, do it. Go off and do that for a day. It's a great way to spend time away from your person if you're cooped up together. Go spread eagle in your lingerie in front of a stranger who's never going to see you again and not show these pictures to anyone and like let them take sexy pictures of you and then send those to your boyfriend. Um, I've seen a lot of people too who like make them and give them to their man as in like a book on their wedding day, which I wouldn't do because that's not necessarily like, like, yeah, give him a boner before you walk down the aisle. It's not what I want. Um, but like, You know, it can just be like a sweet nothing, like get him one that's just framed or even have a friend take a really sexy picture of you and 
get a print of it, hang it for him, give it to him. Like he's going to like it. My boyfriend loves the card that I got him for Valentine's Day. I bought it online and it's like a pair of boxers and it says, I licked it. So it's mine. Happy Valentine's Day. And funny story, we went out to a sushi restaurant that night when I gave it to him and he blushed when he got it. And uh, he left it there on accident and we're home. (laughs) It's still left. So we, I gave it to him at the restaurant. We're done. We got pretty sloshed. We're like, we're going to go get some more alcohol, some sake or some, you know, claws and go back to my apartment. We get to the store. I was pretty drunk. And he goes, oh shit, I forgot my card. And in my mind, I was like, no, you have your card. Like. I watched you get it back from the lady and stick it in your wallet. And he's like, Marina, how the fuck did I put my card back in my wallet? And I was like, she gave it to you when she finished ringing us up. Like, she gave you your card. And he's like, no, she didn't, Marina. I stuck it in the envelope. And I was like, what envelope are you fucking talking about? And we're having this argument in the middle of a Fred Myers on Valentine's Day about a card. And I'm like, dead serious, guys? Like, I thought it was his debit card. It turns out it was the fucking dirty card that I had sent him on Valentine's Day, the one that said, if I lick it, it's mine, that he had left there. (laughs) So once we both got on the same page that it wasn't a debit card, it was the card card. I was like, oh, well, we'll just call him and see if it's still there. Sure as shit, it was. We had to go back in like two days later to get the card. (laughs) And we walk in and he's like blushing. He was embarrassed. And I was like, fuck it, dude. We were here on Valentine's Day. They knew we were going to go home and smash. Like, don't be embarrassed. I go in and I was like, yeah, my boyfriend and I called. We were here on Valentine's Day sitting there in the bar and uh, we had left a Valentine's Day card and they told us that they would keep it for us. And the lady's like, no, um, we don't have a card. Like, And they were thinking again, card is in like a debit card or a gift card. And I was like, yeah, like we left it on the thing. You guys said that you had it for us. You said we could come back in and get it. And they were still like, no, I don't, we don't know what you're talking about. And finally I was like, it was kind of inappropriate. It said, if I lick it, it's mine. And the lady goes, oh my God. Yeah, we know what you're talking about. And like her and three other people that work there just started laughing. And I was like, yeah, that one, can we get it back? <laughs> and like, they gave it back to us and he was still beat red. And I was like, thanks guys. Like, <laughs> I didn't find it embarrassing, but of course my boyfriend was like, felt like he was just humiliated. And I was like, why are you fucking humiliated? Like they are people too. They probably went home and fucked their, their significant other. Like, why are you even embarrassed about this? I'm sure they've sent some dirty things to their person. Quit being so embarrassed. So shy. But (laughs) uh, that was a good one. I completely lost my train of thought. But there's good things that you can do right now for your person. Oh, boudoir shoots, you know, like funny cards you can do. Um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend nudes because, like, right now I just feel like phones aren't 100% safe. You know, I'm not saying everyone's watching what I'm doing, but, like, I also don't trust my tits being on my phone right now because I feel like, A, nudes never died. Those things will go on to haunt you for the rest of your life. I'm sure there are people out there that still have my fucking tits and ass on their phone, and I'm like, wish y'all didn't have that, but... um. You know, it's a good way. You you don't have to do that, but you could definitely just like slip him a message like I'm touching myself or like if you're at the grocery store with him, send him something about how you can't wait to get home and fucking ride his cock. Like that's going to get it going. That's going to get the, ooh, yeah, let's do that. 
Or, I mean, I'll message my boyfriend and I'll be like, oh, you're coming over later today, right? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to take a shower. Um, I definitely need you to just go down on me for 10 minutes when you get here. And he's like, I can do that. And I'm like, cool. So there's ways to keep this going. You don't have to argue about everything. I know that things are tough and you're like stuck with that person if you don't have a job where you can go out and you guys are really just like lingering around at home together, like just don't get at each other's throats. Be grateful for the things that you have. Find the silver lining. You guys are both alive. You're both healthy. You have a roof over your head. You have unemployment money coming in to keep you stable. You have the promise of jobs at some point. It may not be the one that you previously had, but you have the promise of, um, you know, that independence back. And this won't last forever. So if you found someone and you like them, you need to remember that this isn't forever. This is temporary. These things are going to pass. So don't ruin, you know, the good thing with the one small thing that you've realized that they do that gets on your nerves. Get over it. You probably do like 30 things that gets on their nerves. I sure as shit know that I do some things that my boyfriend's like, whoop, you're getting on my nerves there. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll just change it up a little bit. But be grateful. Be kind. Be generous. Don't snap out at them, you know, and this goes for guys too. If you're stuck with your girl or you're noticing that she's feeling down, because like sometimes we get in that mood. I do it to myself all the time. Things can be peachy fucking keen and I will get tangled in my own head and I will start second guessing our relationship. I'll start, you know, letting my past traumas come out. Like, is he cheating on me? Does he not find me attractive anymore? You know, is he talking to other people? Guys, if you see your girlfriend start to act a little bit distant or off, just remind her how much you appreciate her. Remind her how much you think she's beautiful and how much you think she's worth it. So, you know, girls, hype your man up, but men, hype your girl up too. We need it, especially around that time of the month. I think before my period is when I'm the one that's like, my relationship's going to shit and we're going to end up killing each other. And I'm like, no, Marina. This is just your hormones and your uterus talking. Calm the fuck down, bitch. But um, just be nice to each other. Try and explore and have some good time with each other. Um, watch porn together. I don't know if a lot of people are into that. Even if you're not and you haven't done it, give it a try. It's sometimes interesting to see what your partner um, is into. And it can bring out the weird side which could be like, you know, you may not know that they like to watch, you know, shemale porn, but you might discover it. And then you got to ask yourself some other questions, but <laughs> um, watch porn together. That can be a fun activity for you guys to do. I've done that with several boyfriends, you know, um, I've done a lot of weirder things back in college when I was living on Greek Row. Um, I had a friend of mine who, uh, for namesake, because I haven't gotten his clarity, we are going to call him, we're just going to call him Mr. A. Mr. A and Mr. I kind of lived with me for a little while when I was living there. Um, and we all went down to the movie room that was in our, in the house, um, and, we basically put on a two-hour-long Scooby-Doo porn on the big TV. We all hunkered down in different corners, almost as if we were all going to masturbate to this, but, like, we didn't. And we watched a two-hour-long Scooby-Doo mystery porn. And it was absolutely fucking hilarious. 
Um, it was also interesting because I got the guy's perspective on some of those things that were going on in there, like what is hot and what is not hot. Um, but it was just so, it was absolutely fucking hilarious because like the guy that played Shaggy in it, eventually at some point, like this guy had probably came so much that it looked like he just had fucking chlamydia. Like it was just a little splurt splurt at the end. And we were like, oh my God, that's a little scary. Um, so that was a fun time, but you can watch porn with your person. Um, you can also read dirty porn with each other, like the graphic novels or the comic book porns and just like see what their thing is. You can do the touch while you're doing that, do the touch, but no play. So like stroke near their groin, but don't actually grab their dick. Just like get it hyped up and see how long you guys can resist that urge because maybe it's just me. But when I see the boner, my pussy just immediately is like a fucking faucet turned on. So it's interesting to test your limits and test your boundaries with that and withhold it from each other. Uh, it's also fun when you do that and then you do have sex to make the other one wait on coming. See how long when you tell them don't come, don't come and lock eye contact with them to see how long they can actually not come because then when they do come, it's like a whole nother aura of them. They are seriously just like, you're going to see their vinegar strokes. And if you don't know what vinegar strokes are, uh, it's basically the face a guy makes when he comes and it's like you stuck a tablespoon of vinegar under his nose. So their lips curl up, their nose crinkles and they're like, uh, so watch for your guys vinegar strokes. Now that that word's in your mind and that image is in your mind too, you will never get that out. And you can thank me later because it's kind of funny, but, um, what else is there? I mean, aside from that, just be gentle with each other, make each other food, make each other lunches, offer to get the shower ready for them. Um, play halfsies on choosing the movies. My boyfriend's been really generous lately. He's been letting me watch all the Harry Potter movies on his Amazon. <laughs> so I'm racking up that bill, baby. But you just got to be courteous during this time and afterwards as well. You got to think about, you know, what things matter and what things don't matter. I've come to learn um, through many failed relationships that what always ended them on a bad note was me overthinking and me overshooting my bucket. And by that, I mean, I will get frustrated about something, I'll vocalize it, and I won't drop it. And that's when things start to get messy. So if you vocalize your frustration, you need to do it and you need to give them time to respond. And I think a respectable amount of time is you tell them what's pissing you off. If it's an easy fix, like, hey, put the toilet seat down, that should be fixed that night. But if it's something like attitude or personality-wise or a trait that they do, you need to give them a month to correct themselves. And the same goes for you, ladies. If your man tells you that you're drinking too much, that you're partying too much, that you're too much of a rambunctious, you know, little, little schoolgirl, you need to reel it in and you need to give yourself a month before you need to reassess not only your life choices, but your relationship if you can't make that adjustment for him or for her. You really need to make sure you pay attention to that because there's nothing worse than having someone tell you something six times over and then you look like the ass when things end and it's like, well, I asked you to make this adjustment and you couldn't even respect what I was asking you to. As long as it's nothing controlling, definitely try and make that adjustment. Definitely. Give it a go. My other tips here too are going to be on the blowjob. Last weekend we were definitely talking, or on the last episode, we were definitely talking about um, 
blowjobs and the man's perspective from it and like how they like to see you um, suffocate, I think. No, what did he say? Um, giving up oxygen for the dick. And like, yes, I loved some of his ideas and his techniques for it, but also I learned my techniques from Cosmo when I was super young. Um, I gave head to a guy named Austin under the bleachers at high school. Um, <laughs> I feel like everyone should have that on their list because it was very educational. <laughs> but I learned everything from Cosmo, and so I really can't urge you girls enough. Like, if you don't like sucking dick, yeah, not everyone does. It's honestly not that enjoyable. Our mouths start to hurt. Our ears hurt. Our neck hurts. You got to have, like, a skill to get that way. I recommend that you go pick up some, like, vintage Cosmos from, like, the 90s and read those bad boys because they've got amazing tips about how to give head, how to relax your jaw prior to sucking that dick, um, how to work your body into a way of doing it, eye contact, touch while you're doing it. Um, It'll just make it more pleasurable. And I know guys like it when you gag on there, but, like, just try your hardest not to puke my biggest tip for this is if you know you're going to suck your man's dick 15 to 20 minutes prior to you doing that, choose some super duper pepperminty peppermint gum or Altoids and take like three of those bad boys because it's going to, in a sense, numb and relax your gag reflex and make it easier for you to suffocate on their schlong. So make sure that you, uh, you give yourself some time to get those relaxed, but I mean, cradle their balls, lick their ball sack, um, stick it in your mouth. I'm not going to openly advocate to lick their asshole because you really need to make sure your man's into that before you do that. Just because you don't want to get your face fucking crushed like a watermelon when they slam their thighs shut on you. But, um, adventure down that way. If they're down to it, like if they want you to lick their balls, by all means, go to their taint a little bit, give a little and see how their reaction goes. Um, the other one though is going to be like, I call it the hand blowy mixture of a hand job with a blow job. You got your hand going up and down and you got your mouth going in a rotation. And when I say rotation, you need to be spinning your head kind of like in a circle while you're doing it and rotating your tongue around it as well. Cause that's going to get the stimulation, um, on the head of their dick. And that's really where some guys like it and don't go, too fast. I learned this a weird way too. Um, out of all the guys whose dicks I've sucked, they like it when you start off fast and you're really going at it. But what gets them is when it's long, like a long suck, a slow suck, and a relax. So you relax your mouth a little bit and just leave it open, no lip suction, and you just kind of like let it slide in and out. Just like when you're having sex. For me, I like to get them going and make it last as long as I can by like, you know, tightening my, um, vaginal canal, making things a little bit more tight down there. But once it's at the end, I like to kind of almost like push out with my vagina so that everything relaxes, everything expands, you know, back to where it should be. And the guys can get like more of a flow. They can get a cleaner stroke. They can get more, um, they can actually get deeper that way too, because you're not clenching your ass and your pussy around it. You're kind of like pushing it all out so that they can get more contact. So those are just some of my tips. Those are just some of my cue points, my little advice tokens on it. Um, but yeah, I'm going to do another episode on Wednesday to go over some, um, 
other things that have come up over the past couple of weeks, but I just really wanted to touch base on why I'm doing my podcast, um, how much I don't like call her daddy, and how excited I am to see those ladies go down because they really do not advocate for being a sexually expressive woman. They shame you. They body shame you. They slut shame you. If you're doing OnlyFans, good for you. If you're a stripper, good for you. If you are in the porn industry, good for you. Advertise your body the way that you want to advertise it and don't let two fucking bitches who have probably received money from their parents since they were fucking born tell you that you are anything less. These girls have never had to fucking struggle. Both of them were never in fucking sorority, so don't even let them talk to you or influence how you feel about sorority and Greek life. Don't let them um, shame you about how you run your college life. Like, be yourself. Be sexually exploring. Do whatever you want to do. Give it a try when you're younger so that you know what you're into and don't have a midlife crisis in your 40s where all of a sudden, you know, you realize that you missed out on a lot and need to go backtrack. Get it done while you're young. Find your your little spot, your click, your niche, and just do it. Be happy with your body and be healthy and happy and supportive of your partner right now during these times. Even without these times, still do it, but also pay attention to what you need as a person. And if those needs aren't being met, you know, adjust it, but do so with honesty um, and with a good heart because the last thing you want to do is be depicted as something that you're not. So don't be a fucking bitch. Just be nice, and if they need to be a dick, let them be a dick. That way it doesn't fall back on you. And don't be fucking crazy afterwards if they decide to leave you. Just let them go on their merry little fucking way. Suck your man's dick. Have sex. Go and give him a roadhead. Go fuck in a park if you can and you won't get caught. Just go out there and try and live your best sexual life. And uh, make sure you wash your hands. Also, make sure you go follow us on Instagram, I underscore peg underscore your underscore pardon. Shoot us a like, shoot us a message, ask us a question. I've got a couple people that I'm going to be asking um, to guest host with me soon. So make sure you follow, um, hit that like button as well. We're on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast. I mean, we're on like everything now. So thank you so much, pretty kitties. (laughs) 